Welcome to Season 1, Episode 19 of Torchbearers, the Valparaiso University Alumni Podcast. On today's episode, we talk with alumnus Andrew Robinson, Class of 2010, and recipient of the 2020 First Decade Award about his Valpo story. Stay tuned! Hello, fellow Valpo alumni, and welcome back to Torchbearers, the Valparaiso University alumni podcast. For those of you who are just joining in, welcome. My name is Michael Beaver, class of 2007, and I serve as your host for the podcast. We want to take a moment to wish Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our listeners and Valpo alumni. While this year certainly has been different, hopefully this holiday season will be a time of rest and rejuvenation for all of you. Today we hear from Andrew Robinson, class of 2010, and one of the Alumni Association's First Decade Award recipients about his Valpo story and journey to becoming a music educator. Our guest on the podcast today is Andrew Robinson, class of 2010. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Sure thing. So, Andrew, to get us started and kicked off, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your time at Valpo and your path after graduation? I graduated from Valpo in 2010, so I started in the uh, fall of 2006. Um, Originally, I was a meteorology and theater double major, but the meteorology only lasted one semester, so then I switched to music and theater, Um, ultimately graduated with a BA in music performance and a theater minor. I was a Christ College scholar as well. I did a lot of things at Valpo. I was one of those chapel rats, they term. So I lived in the chapel, um, especially when it came to music-related things, um, contouri, handbell choirs, matins choir, morning prayer music planning, celebrate, candlelight, you name it, I was involved with it in some way, shape, or form during my four years. Um, Sure. And if I wasn't there, I was probably in the VUCA, you know, doing music or theater things. Just right across the street from each other, right? I, it was very convenient, yes. Um, I was also um, a brother in FIMU Alpha Symphonia and did uh, some Greek life things while I was there. Um, so it was more than I could have ever imagined, that's for sure. I, sure. Was, uh, I kept myself out of trouble. I was. I, I kept myself busy. Since I graduated, I immediately went and got my master's of music teaching degree from Oberlin College, which was a master's degree plus initial teaching license. I spent a year after my wife, who's also a Valpo grad, um, Brooke Robinson, she's uh, an elementary music teacher now. And after we got married, spent a year piecing together a bunch of part-time jobs. And then we said, okay, whoever gets full-time teaching job first, we'll go wherever. So she and I relocated to North Central Iowa where she taught um, elementary uh, general music for a Catholic school. And I taught upper elementary middle school choir and general music for a year and then high school choir for a year. We then moved back to the region and, um, I have been, I spent two years in Laporte teaching elementary music and then four years at Munster High School as their choir director. Um, and then since this past August, I started my own 
uh, voice studio. So I've got some voice students that I teach in a virtual environment, um, done some subbing and some other kind of music and non-music related things. Well, it sounds like you have definitely been able to adapt a little bit here to our lovely remote uh, virtual environment uh, that we seem to be living in lately. How has that been teaching via Zoom or whatever your platform of choice is? I I teach on Zoom. Um, It's going fairly well. There's definitely some things that you can't do. Oh, absolutely. At all or very well when you're when you're doing voice instruction. Um, but I, I'm thankful that the students that I have are are very flexible, and you know we're we're doing the best that we can. And sometimes I, you know, it, it helps me to be creative with trying to figure out how to explain things differently. You know, when I can't like, you know, physically, you know, demonstrate something in front of someone, you know, in the same manner as, as what I would be doing in an, uh, an online platform or, you know, go up and like, you know, physically correct posture or something like that. You know, it's sure. just not the, uh, not the age we're living in at the moment. Hopefully it'll be, we'll get through it soon. So I okay. hope so. So how did your experience uh, at Valpo help to prepare you for your current career, what you've been doing, um, you know, teaching in the virtual environment, any of that? I was privileged to do a lot of music things while I was at VU, way more than I ever would have imagined. Um, I overloaded substantially on music courses when I was at VU because I was fairly certain that I wanted to go into music education, but um, some scholarship stuff and things uh, made me not switch into music education, just kept me on the BA route. Sure. Um, so I, I got to take methods courses and con- three semesters of conducting and four semesters of theory and ear training. And um, I got to do accompanying uh, for morning prayer and for candlelight, which that was kind of a scary endeavor, but uh, Dr. Brew, who was the director of chapel music at the time, she kind of pushed me into that. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that because I've done a lot of accompanying and things since then um, and had so, several church positions. So um, just, uh, you know, just going in and having to sight read the entire hymnal, both hymnals, right? Oh, my goodness. You know, I, if I was sitting in the congregation the first time that I had to do a hymn sing before a candlelight, um, I probably would have walked out because it was a complete disaster. But yes, it definitely forced me to get a lot better at sight reading, um, you know, and stuff like that. So I, in many ways, Valpo was like the perfect school to prepare me in ways that I didn't even think possible for all of the the music things, um, you know, that I've been able to do in my career, both from a, you know, a church music perspective, a a public school teaching perspective from, from private instruction um, and then just some of the other kinds of things I've been able to do that are, are music related or theater related. I've done a lot of uh, music directing and, and stuff like that for several theatrical productions since VU. Awesome. So looking back in the 10 years since you graduated from Valpo, what is one thing that you wish you had known that you could go back and tell yourself, uh, tell, tell Andrew from 2010 
uh, some pieces of wisdom that Andrew from 2020 would want to relay. One thing I would say is learn to say no, even though if I knew that at the time, I probably wouldn't have had some of the experiences that I did. Sure. Um, but especially now that um, my, my wife and I, we have a one-year-old son and it's, it's really kind of, you know, made me change my priorities a lot so that I can, you know, be more of a, a father, especially and a husband. Um, and that dreaded two letter word sometimes was not very common in my vocabulary. It's one of the toughest ones to say. It is, you know, especially when things just sound so cool and you're like, well, of course I could do this. You know, I might run myself into the ground, but you know, it's worth it. Um, I mean, I, I kind of did that a lot at Munster too. Like my, I, I told my seniors that graduated this past spring, like, you know, if you tell, you know, some of your friends and stuff that you make in college, like, yeah, when I was, you know, in, in choir, you know, I got to do this, that, and the other thing. And you, you'd be hard pressed to find a group of kids that did as many things as they got to do in, in four years of time. Um, but, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. And, and I've, I, I think I'm learning that a lot more now as I get older. Of course. But, <laughs> and I, think we, I think we would all tell our younger selves that too. But at the time, you're like, I can do anything. And, you know, I think that's just a college, that's a Valpo student thing, I think, yes. too. Um, I, you know, when I talk to students today, it's still like, say no. Like, it's okay. You can, you can actually say that. So I'm in my 20s, you know, I can handle it. And then you hit your 30s and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't even, you know, right, make right. It down the stairs without, you know, my body aching. Uh, too much. So, uh, who are three people that have been most influential to you in your life? Are you speaking like specifically of Valpo people or just three Does, people in it general? It can be at Valpo. It can be three people in general. It can be any, anybody. Hmm. That's a great question. I am going to go with surprise, surprise. They're all, they're all music people that I've sure. had in my life. Um, one I mentioned earlier, Dr. Lorraine Brew, who uh, was the director of chapel music. She directed the Conneri, university organist um, for all four years while I was there, um, although she was actually on sabbatical my very first semester. So I had Dr. Dennis Friesen Carper was uh, stepping in and directing the Conneri at that point. But she definitely saw a lot of things in myself musically that I did not see, um, especially when it came to piano things um you know she she was very smart in that she you know kind of kept offering me like leadership positions in Conneri hoping that I like wouldn't just abandon and like you know go audition for chorale or something like sure. that um and you know that that was a tough decision uh you know to decide which of those kinds of things I I thought would be um you know more beneficial at the time to to do and and I I'm very thankful for all of the the leadership kinds of things that she gave me that, you know, she pushed me into, hey, you know, you should accompany at morning prayer. Hey, you should accompany for uh, for candlelight and things like that. And at the time I was like, are you sure about that? And um, but it's it it forced me to grow in ways that I, I think I, you know, either was scared to grow in or just didn't realize I, you know, really needed a lot of you know, pushing in and, you know, they've, they've helped me immensely. So she is, she's really one of my, my 
biggest mentors that I've had um, throughout my life. Um, the other Valpo person would be Dr. Jeff Dobler, who is the director of music education and bands, who I had for many, many classes while I was at VU. Um, we also worked together for a summer at Lutheran Summer Music when he was the band director and um, I was a handbell choir intern and he was also directing one of the handbell choirs. So sure. we, I, we we've, were joined at the hit basically for, for uh, a month. Um, and since that time, um, you know, we've had the opportunity to do um, some collaborative things. He was the one that invited me to be the chorus master for the world premiere of Johann de May's Symphony Number no. Five a couple of years ago, okay. and um, just uh, you know encouraging for the the Northwest Indiana High School Choral Festival that I I helped plan and start that that happened last year and sadly couldn't happen this year with all the pandemic stuff, um, and just. You know, and then, then I had a VU student teacher last year who was actually now the Munster High School Choir Director, uh, Luke McGinnis. And, you know, he's always just been a person that I can talk to about like anything. And he's he's very honest and very thorough and thought provoking. And, um, you know, when I was d discerning whether to stay at Munster or to, um, you know, start my, this new business venture, I called him up and, you know, we spoke and emailed and stuff. So he's, he's really been, um, you know, a trustworthy person and, you know, he's, he's always made me feel very comfortable and pushed me again. Uh, you know, at Lutheran summer music, he <laughs> was the band director and had one tuba player. So I had taken brass methods with him. He's like, Hey, you want to put your brass method skills to the test and play tuba for me in the band and bless him for doing that. Cause I was, not as skilled as this eighth grader that was, you know, in the <laughs> band, but, um, you know, it really was, it was a neat experience. And, and actually that, that young man now, he's like a, a, he is a professional tuba player and like oh, wow. a tuba teacher and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to, to see like what's happened with him. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, and there's other VU professors that I've had that have been very impactful on my life um, and, you know, pastors and, and stuff like that. But uh, the other person I'm going to say for this is my secondary cooperating teacher from when I was student teaching. Um, his name is Bill Zerke. At the time, he was the director of choirs at uh, Avon Lake High School in Avon Lake, Ohio, which is where I did my student teaching. One of the best choral programs in the state of Ohio. I, when I found out I was student teaching there, my choir director I had in high school was good friends with him, and he talked like all the time about Avon Lake and stuff like that. And so I'd heard of this program, and my jaw hit the floor when my uh, university professor said, "Yes, you're going to be at Avon Lake High School," you know, in the spring of 2011. And I was like, "Whoa!" So. And he's he, in a lot of ways, like I felt like he was me 30 years into the future. You know, we had a very similar style of like teaching and interacting with students and um, conducting and stuff like that. And he was just amazing. Like I, I learned so much about just how to run a program because he had like a program of 400 plus students. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. 1600. So it was like, you know, he, he really knew what he was doing. Sure, yeah. And um you know, we've kept in contact since then. And, you know, he's really kind of continued to help mold and shape me into, you know, being a, an effective conductor and, and leader and stuff like that. 
Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll go with those three for now. Awesome. So if you could step into my shoes as the interviewer, what is one question and then answer it for me you'd want me to ask you? I was surprised you didn't ask, why did you choose Valpo? Okay. All these lists of schools. Um, So when I was looking at schools, as I mentioned, when we first started this interview, I was originally a meteorology major, but -hmm. I was interested in meteorology, theater, and music. So I looked at schools that had all of those. Had never heard of Valpo before I started looking at schools, even though I'm a lifelong Lutheran. I mean, isn't that sad? Um, But... Um, I visited Valpo my junior year, fell in love with it right away. Um, and then my senior year, it was between Valpo and one other school. And what kind of sealed the deal, it was twofold, um, was my music scholarship audition, which Valpo's, I had a great experience. Um, I got to meet my, my future voice teacher, Ralph Klapis, um, who I study with every year and, um, just had a really, you know, felt very at home. And, and even though I didn't end up like getting any music scholarship money. Um, and then this other school that I auditioned at, um, it was very tense and, just did not feel comfortable at all like the the i got to take like a 15 minute lesson with one of their voice faculty and just was like on pins and needles the whole time because i don't know okay. just felt very very stuffy and and so i was like okay i'm i'm not really sure about this and then um what ultimately did it was scholarship money honestly i was i was very fortunate um that i received a founder's scholarship to study okay. at vu um, and this other school ended up giving me no money. So I was like, well, that's an easy decision right there. Right. It always, it's funny how sometimes that works out. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, relied on my faith and stuff throughout my life. And that was, that was definitely a God moment. Cause you know, at, at kind of going into those things, I was like, well, I could kind of go either way, I think. And then, you know, things always work out the way they're supposed to work out. Sure. That's, that's my philosophy. Awesome. And so finally, to kind of wrap everything up, as you're looking back on Valpo and everything, what does Valpo mean to you? I think, simply put, Valpo means home. I've met some of my best friends. I met my wife, and we've been married for uh, almost nine and a half years now, and we have a one-year-old son. I had more experiences than I could have ever imagined. Um, just, it was, it was, for me, it was perfect. It was the perfect fit. Um, and I'm very happy that some of my former students are now students at VU. Sure. I think I have eight or nine maybe okay. that, are, that are currently at VU, um, not studying a wide variety of things from, uh, music to communications to nursing to finance um and you know that they can kind of get some of those same experiences um you know it's it it makes me happy that that they can have that and but yeah i think that that sentiment valpo is home i think really summarizes everything great andrew once again thank you for being a guest with us here on torchbearers It was wonderful getting to talk with you, and I know we will see great things coming from you in the years ahead. 
to all of our alumni in podcast land. If you're interested in being a guest here on the podcast, make sure to let us know. Email us at alumni at valpo.edu. Once again, that email address is alumni at valpo.edu. We look forward to hearing from you. And for all of our alumni out there, stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, happy holidays, and go Valpo!